Hey everybody, it's your doc, Jeff Booski, creator and founder of Limitless Dentists, where we've cracked the code to gamify the system to unlocking power, productivity, and profitability, all while building practices and lives that matter. Welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. Today's topic is this. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday afternoon. Up here, uh, just dropping off our daughter at a little afternoon volleyball practice. And so I was thinking I had a little time to reflect here. I'm going to head in a little bit, but I wanted just to, I had something on my mind I wanted to share with you guys. And in regards to looking at really kind of what all is happening in our country, I had opportunity to sit and watch um, some of the clips and excerpts from uh, Elon Musk's and the BBC interview uh, the other day. And if you haven't had an opportunity to watch that or watch any of the clips on that with Elon Musk and, and the BBC interviewer, go back and just have an opportunity to watch some of that. And it's pretty amazing because it really just shows how one dimensional the journalists are today and how one dimensional the thinking is. And when you start to examine that, you start to see how jaded the worldview is. And the worldview is, is looking at it from some of these journalistic standpoints and some of the power plays that are happening in our society today. It's along the lines of thinking that if we say something enough and over and over and over again, that it just becomes true or that it just becomes part of what is is known and accepted. And, and that's part of what happens with a worldview. Like, what is a worldview? Well, a worldview revolves a lot of times around ethics. It revolves around uh, looking at sometimes religion. It revolves around science. And, uh, and so you have all these different key components, but it's the way in which we see and view the world. And for each one of us, that's different. And when I went back and I was watching part of this interview, it was amazing to me because the journalist, I want to say his name was Clayton in the interview, was looking at, what's up, guys, was looking at asking Musk and leading with questions along there from the perspective of utilizing buzzwords and sensationalizing everything. And what was awesome was the journalists nowadays are really acting from the perspective that they don't expect any type of pushback. This is from the old way or the old way of regime with our news and our media and everything else. And they don't expect, they expect to come in as the authority. And when you've got somebody who is smart and witty sitting on the other side of that, that is really in an interview having a dialogue, they're not used to that. And you could see in this interview how it just, tripped up the individual from the BBC because when he brought up and was talking to Musk about, well, there's been a rise, a significant rise in hatred on Twitter. And Musk kind of gently just said, well, can you explain where you've seen that? Have you seen that in your feed? And yes, I've seen that in my feed, said the reporter or the journalist. And he said, great. Can you show me one example of that? And the reporter just couldn't, or the journalist could not cite one single example. And then when asked further about it, he said, well, I haven't really paid attention to the feed over the last couple of weeks. So wait a second. That means that you're lying because you've said that it's showing up more in your feed, but that now all of a sudden you can't answer really to that because 
you haven't been paying attention to the feed over the last couple of weeks. And so part of the problem with this is, is that the fact is that it creates this one dimensional aspect, meaning that the journalists, the reporters and what's happening on the news is reported with supplying the facts and combining them with the feelings and the emotions that are engaging with that, utilizing buzzwords and everything to draw in the emotions and the attention and being able to hook the audience in. And part of that is wanting to create a new worldview, which means like, listen, my glasses are clear. No, they're a little smudgy right now, but they're clear. The worldview is asking you to take the glasses and put on a different colored, rose-said colored glasses. So therefore, everything in the world looks rosy to you. Or maybe it's a set of green glasses. And you start to look at seeing the world differently. And that's what part of the agenda is. Because let's face it, there's a lot of things that are happening right now with politics coming up, with elections coming up. There's so much power that's up for grabs that it is very important for us to start to really examine and question the validity of where things come from. And when I sit there and start to think about this, I was glad to see Musk, whether you agree with him, whether you like him or not, that doesn't matter, but just be able to put some things back and put the ball back in the reporter or the journalist court and ask them a question. And when you start to look at that, you start to see the fact that, you know, over time, our worldview also impacts our self-view. And what does that look like? Well, our self-view really comes from how we were brought up, how we were raised. And that comes a lot of times from our parents, our coaches, our teachers. If we look at maybe our pastors or priests in church, everything that would molded us in our growing up. And that starts to give us our rules that we operate by, our laws that we live by, our ideology that we start to put into play that forms the way that we choose to conduct ourselves with our actions. And so what you start to see is in some cases, the worldview will collide with our self-view. And the reality is too, is we're wanting to see, and what a lot of the play is, is to look at mashing that so your self-view then gets adopted to the new worldview that they want you to see. And so what I start to look at is, okay, I got to ask myself, what's happening here? And we've talked about this just a little bit before. And it's looking at meshing or melding those facts in with the feelings to hook you. But nobody's really going back and checking, are the facts really accurate? And when Elon Musk put it back to him, asking to show one single form of hatred in the feed, could not come up with that. So what we start to see is, utilization of buzzwords and things like that, we're really not necessarily looking at all the facts and the detail. And is this really true? And so we're really just being hooked in by emotions. That becomes very dangerous because being hooked in by emotions and making emotional decisions without backing it up with logic, that's how most of the decisions are made nowadays. And we justify them making them with logic. But how does this come into play? And why is this important for you and I? It's important for you and I because if we really don't like the way that the world is going, how do we consider transforming it? And how can we consider transforming it? And I believe it comes down to a very simple process and formula. I truly believe that if we take the time to actually not be one-dimensional, we separate out and start to separate out the facts and we can start to really identify and get honest with the facts and then we pull out and extrapolate the feelings that are associated with that. Now we've got an amazing time to really start to look at 
What is the results that are being driven by this? And so, what's up, Karen? How you doing, brother? And so when we look at that and we start to look at the results that are being driven by this, now we can start to see, are the results that are being driven, do I like those current results? And what is the behavior or the stories that are being told in order for those results to be orchestrated or created? That's powerful. And so when we start to get real with ourselves on that, now we can start to see transformation. So think about it from this perspective, right? If we can start to get real with the facts and you start to even start to question things in your own life, like let's get real about our own health and our own fitness. Where are we at with our body? Is our body fine-tuned machine? Is it weaponized? Or are you going to get out of breath and possibly trip over your shoelaces running out to the mailbox trying to get the mail? Where are you at? Do you have a bunch of extra weight around the midsection? Do you have trouble going outside and playing with your kids or playing with your grandkids? Are you able to functionally do the things that you want to do? And that's just getting real with yourself. What type of food and fuel are you supplying into your body? Are you putting in supplements? Are you taking, uh, are you taking sedatives? Are you taking things to numb out? What are you actually putting into your body and getting very real with that from that perspective? Let's look at, getting real with where I'm at from the perspective of, hey, where am I at in my marriage? You know, am I in a scenario where my wife and I have great intimacy or are we operating more like a roommate with rings? Where are we at? Are we connected? Do we have amazing connected sex? Are souls connected and in a powerful way in which we just want to devour each other or are we just simply passing the days by and can't wait to get on, sit down on the couch and just numb out and watch some Netflix and barely talk to one another? Where are we at with our kids? Are we at a place to where we can actually have amazing conversation with our kids, where we can lead our kids? Because guess what? This little device that we're looking at right now, this is the little device that we're competing against with our kids and with grandchildren and everything else that's giving our children influence and can possibly suck the souls and the life out of them as our time goes on. It is your job as a leader to lead your kids and to set an example so they have an opportunity to create conversations with you that are powerful. Teach your children to ask powerful questions, to question everything to not take anything for granted. Are your kids having the ability to come to you to talk to you about hard questions where they talk to you about being bullied or where they talk to you about sex or where they talk to you about drugs and alcohol and everything else that's going on in their world? Or are they learning this from their best friend that's at the same age that has the same exact or very little experience? Who are they coming to? What type of relationship are you there with? Are you connected with them? Are you showing up and being present or is that lacking? Just getting real with the facts and looking at that. Where are you at in your spiritual connection? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in a higher source or do you not? How does that working for you in your life? Where are you at in your dental practice or your business? Is it operating at maximum capacity? Are you really, really putting everything into it? 
Are you overworking it? Are you underworking it? Do you know your numbers? Do you not know your numbers? Are you making decisions based on how it feels? Or are you looking at the metrics to make good, hard decisions on where to double down, where to put the time in? When's the time to hire people? When's the time to fire people? Do you have a team that actually has a culture? Or do you have a team that's toxic? Those are all questions to get real with. Once you can do that, you can start to answer the second part, extrapolate out, separate out the feelings for each one of those. And then look at, okay, what is the results that this is giving? And then simply asking yourself the question, do I like these results? If the answer is yes, amazing. Double down, go all in, put it down, double that up, make that happen at a greater, faster rate. If the answer is no, hey, what do I need to do to pivot? What do I need to do to course correct? The cool thing is we as human beings has, have this amazing ability to tell stories. We start to tell ourselves a new story. We start telling ourselves a new story and we start to do that long enough. It's just like what the media is doing. They tell a story long enough and they hope you believe it. But when you're telling yourself a story that's useful to you, after enough time, guess what? Same thing happens. You start to believe it. And those stories become new beliefs and those beliefs are what drive action and they start to drive not change, but they drive transformation. That's how we can impact the world. When you start to look at it from that perspective and you start to see how do we start to, as a society, change and transform what's happening, it starts simply with one person, one man or one woman who's taking the desire to transform themselves, to lead themselves, then lead their family when you lead your family, that family becomes powerful enough to start to lead and cause transformation in a neighborhood. A neighborhood can be enough to start to transform and how a whole city operates. A city can now start to look at how a whole state operates and a state, how that operates can start to transform a country, but it all starts with one, which is you. Well, that's my message for you guys today. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy a little bit, got a little bit something from this. Anyway, guys, it was amazing talking to you, and uh, we'll check in here soon. Until next time, what's up there, Dr. Lynch? Good to see you on here, too. Till next time, peace, power, prosperity. Give it away. Have an amazing day, guys.